0: Good evening, this is Patrick Donahue. We appreciate you listening to Bible Crossfire every week at this same time. We're fond of quoting John 8:32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Of course, that's dependent upon what he, Jesus talks about in the verse previous. He says, You are my disciples indeed, if you continue in my word. That's what this program is all about, is to talk about what it means to continue in the word of Jesus. We say we believe in Jesus, we believe he's the Son of God, But if He's the Son of God, then that means He demands our respect, He's our authority. So it's not enough just to believe in Him, we have to obey Him. Jesus said, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Lord doesn't mean God, it means boss. If we're calling Jesus boss, then we ought to make Him the boss. We ought to make Him the Lord of our life. We ought to uh, submit to what He says. It's not enough just to believe in Him, we have to follow His teachings. You know, in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9 says, talking about Jesus, that he became the author or the source of salvation to all them that obey him. Now, if Jesus is the source, the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him, what does that say about folks who are not obeying Jesus? They're not going to receive eternal salvation. They're not going to receive eternal salvation. we got a call. Let's go ahead and take a call. Susan from Illinois, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, I'd like to have you expound upon the verse of uh, John three sixteen.
0: Okay. That's the most famous verse in the Bible, I think. What do you think, Susan? I think so, too. It says, For God so loved the world. Now, I want you to notice that He loved the world, not just a few people. You know, he doesn't just love to save people. He loves everybody, and so much, he loves everybody so much, he's, he was willing, it says that he gave his only begotten son. Can you imagine loving somebody so much, Susan, you were willing to give your son for him? It's awfully hard, yes. That would be hard to imagine. He gave his son for everybody, the whole world, not just the select few. He loved everybody so much that he gave his only begotten son, and we know the horrifically painful... Sacrifice that Jesus had to go through. It says that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So Jesus died for everybody, yet not everybody's going to be saved. Only those that believe in Him are going to be saved. He loved the whole world that He gave His only begotten Son for the whole world, that whosoever believeth in Him. If He'd only died for a few then it would only have been possible for those few, Susan, to be saved. But because he died for everybody, it's possible for everybody to be saved. And God has ordained, you can see it from this verse and others, he has ordained that those who believe in him are going to be the ones that are saved by the death of Christ. They're going to be the ones that avoid perishing and have everlasting life. The unbelievers, the atheists, those who don't trust and obey, we just read a passage a while ago where Jesus is the source of eternal salvation to all them that obey him so we have to believe in him and we have to obey and if we if we do believe in him if we do obey him then we'll receive eternal life based upon the death of Christ. Follow what I'm saying, Susan? Yes. Anything else you'd like to add to that?
1: Yeah, I'd like to have your clarification on what it means to believe.
0: Well, what it means to believe. Believe here is talking about Well, let's turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. I think it might be a good place to start to talk about that. Romans chapter 9, verse 10, 10, 9 and 10 helps us to see some of the things that we have to believe. It says, "...that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation." Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. So we must believe that God exists. We must believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You remember in Acts 8 verses 35 through 37, the Philip, Philip is preaching to the eunuch. The eunuch says, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Philip said, If thou believest, thou mayest, mayest be baptized. And the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's what we've got to believe. It says here we have to believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead.
2: Verse, okay. Romans
0: ten verse nine. So we have to believe in Jesus and believe He was risen from the dead, Susan. And if we do that, John three sixteen says we'll be saved. Of course, we have to follow through on that belief. Have to follow through, like we read in Hebrews chapter five verse nine. You have to okay. obey Him.
1: Okay, so baptism
0: is not required. No, baptism is also required. It doesn't fit anywhere 60. with what you said. Huh?
1: Anything that you have said doesn't say that about baptism.
0: No, I, I didn't say that about baptism. I, I, I didn't tell you everything the Bible teaches in, in two minutes. I'm not trying to be smart, but Mark 16:16, 16, 16, Jesus said, "He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved." John 3:16 is not trying to tell us everything we have to do to be saved, because it doesn't mention repentance either, does it, Susan? Of course, a person has to repent of their sins to be saved. Peter said in Acts 2:38. To those believers on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Susan, you see you've got to repent of your sins to be saved, right? Um,
1: I'm not so sure about that, no. Okay.
0: Well, Acts 2.38 says that you do. John 3.16 doesn't mention repentance, so we can see clearly that John 3.16 is not telling you everything you have to do to be saved. Of course, it's going to be impossible for any one verse to tell us everything we need to know. We have to take everything the Bible says. John 3.16 certainly requires that we believe in order to be saved. Mark 16.16 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So you've got to not only believe, you've got to be baptized. Acts 2.38 says, Repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. So you've got to repent and you got to be baptized for the remission of sins. Susan, we know that Saul of Tarsus, remember him, the Lord appeared to him on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. Saul believed in Jesus in Acts 9, but three days later, Ananias is sent to Paul to tell him what to do. In Acts 22, 16, Ananias tells Saul, Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So obviously Saul's sins weren't washed away when he believed on the road to Damascus. Susan, here he is at least three days later, and he's being told to do something to get his sins washed away. You follow my point, Susan?
1: I hear you, yes.
0: Yeah, he had to be, he, he had to do something to get his sins washed away three days after he believed. And what was he told to do to get his sins washed away in Acts 22, verse 16, Susan?
1: Be baptized.
0: Yeah, be baptized. So obviously you've got to be baptized. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10 says you got to confess with your mouth. It also says you've got to believe in the resurrection of Christ. We learn from passages like Acts 835 35-37, you've got to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We learn from Hebrews 11, verse 6, you got, got to believe in God. We learn from Mark 16, 16, you got to believe and be baptized. We learn from Acts 2, 38, you've got to repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. We learn okay, from a lot so, of passages you got to repent. So Go if ahead, somebody Susan. believes
1: sincerely in their heart, but they don't get baptized, they're not saved.
0: What if they believe sincerely in their heart that Jesus is the Son of God, but they don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Would they be saved, Susan? They believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but they don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Would they be saved?
1: I'll have to think
0: about it. I'm, well, listen to this sure. verse. Romans ten nine says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So doesn't Romans ten nine say you have to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead to be saved?
1: It sounds that way,
0: yeah, so here's a person just supposing suppose he believes sincerely in his heart that Jesus is the Son of God, but he doesn't believe that Jesus is resurrected, either he doesn't hadn't come to the point that he believes in miracles yet or he maybe he hadn't heard about that. He knows enough to know that Jesus is the Son of God, but he hadn't heard it preached yet that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Can he be saved, not according to Romans ten verse nine. So I asked you again, Susan, here's a person that believes in Jesus sincerely, but for whatever reason he doesn't believe yet that Jesus has been raised from the dead. Is he going to be saved according to Romans 10, verse 9?
3: Uh, If he
0: has not heard about the resurrection... Yeah, suppose he? he hadn't heard. Well, for whatever reason he believes in Jesus sincerely, but he doesn't believe in the resurrection of Christ for whatever reason is he going to be saved
3: romans ten nine
0: so. says he huh ma'am I hope so romans ten nine says that he won't be saved so obviously john three sixteen is not saying that all a person has to do is believe in Jesus to be saved no he's also got to believe and the resurrection of Christ Romans 10 9 makes that clear and so we see that John three sixteen is not telling us everything a person has to do to be saved and Mark 16 16 says a person's got to be baptized Acts 2 38 says a person's got to be repent and be baptized for the remission sins okay see, Susan, when you put it all together you got to put it all together you can't just take one verse you got to take everything that Jesus says And if we don't take everything he says, that's showing complete disrespect for Jesus Christ. Isn't it, Susan? Okay, so if somebody
1: um, believes and gets baptized
0: but doesn't know about the resurrection, is he saved? No. No. He has to believe in the resurrection of Christ. Romans chapter ten verse nine. It says, "If thou believe, if thou shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved." That 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 proves that a person has to believe in the resurrection of Christ to be saved. So if he believes in Christ that he's the Son of God and he's baptized, but he hadn't believed in the resurrection of Christ, he will not be saved. Romans chapter ten verse nine. That's clear, isn't it, Susan? Okay. Thank you for discussing it with me. Susan, thank you so much for your call. Okay. Anton from Canada. Go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please.
3: How are you doing, my friend Patrick?
0: Hey, friend Anton. I'm glad you called. I consider you to be a friend. Um, Thank you for calling.
3: Yes, uh, me too. Uh, Just to expand uh, on what we already heard the previous call, uh, uh, when when Jesus came, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, right?
0: Yeah, John 14 verse 6.
3: Yeah, how how do you suppose people that that died before Jesus was born, they have never heard the the name of Jesus? and even a lot of, like, all the millions of people that never heard the name of Jesus even after Jesus was born. How, how did they, like, did they all die and went to hell uh, with, because they didn't hear the name of Jesus?
0: No. In Hebrews nine fifteen through 17, we see that this new covenant that requires people to believe in Christ and to be baptized did not go into effect until after the death of Christ, Hebrews nine sixteen through 17. A testament is a not in effect until after the death of the testator. We know that my my parents wrote the real wills in, in the 1970s, but the will didn't go into effect until the, my mother died in 2010. It's the same way with Christ, Christ's last will and testament. This New so, Testament law didn't so go Hold on. Didn't go into effect until after the death of Christ. So all the people that lived before Christ they would be saved by, for example, the Jews under those days, like David and Moses. They they had to obey what they read and what they learned from the Old Testament law. And if they had faith in God, they could be saved. They didn't have to obey the New Testament law. Go ahead, Anton.
3: Yeah, I was just wondering uh, what would they have to, uh, uh, how would they be saved uh, if they didn't hear the name of, like if they didn't know about Jesus uh, in the Old Testament what would they what would they have to do
0: well it, the bible says in the old testament the just shall live by faith and that abraham was justified by faith and works you can see that for example in james chapter well, let's look over there in james you got your bible handy anton
3: uh, look at no look i at, i have it on the phone but uh
0: James 2, verse 21 says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? Seest thou how how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the Scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. So we're talking about Abraham here, and it says he was justified by his faith, and his works. But he didn't have to believe in Jesus Christ the same hold on, Hanton. He didn't have to believe in Jesus Christ the same way you do and I, because Romans ten, nine and ten says you have to believe in the resurrection of Christ as an accomplished fact to be saved. And the people before Christ time couldn't have believed that. He he hadn't died yet, much less been resurrected. They couldn't have believed in that as an accomplished fact. It hadn't happened yet. So they had to obey their law, the Old Testament law we have to obey the requirements of the new testament law and in the great commission jesus said he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved okay now go ahead anton
3: yeah uh let's let's just uh, say uh let's let's take a uh, lot for example from the old testament like the lot that that moved to sodom and Gomorrah, and the sodom lives in sodom you know he mm-hmm. when when he uh, when the, when the people of god came uh, he was he was willing to give his daughters to the uh, to the man of the city to have mm-hmm. sex with, right? Uh, I think you're and right. And then after, like, after he escaped, uh, he would, uh, like, he would have sex with both of his daughters. Uh, w- wouldn't you think that that lot would uh, would certainly go to hell? Maybe with all the uh, denominational members.
0: Well, in the Old Testament, if a person lived according to God's law and believed in God and, and followed God and kept his commandments, they would be saved. But if they disobeyed God, they're going to be lost. For example, in verse Ezekiel eighteen twenty four says, But when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity, and doeth all according doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned. In his trespass that he hath trespassed, and in his sin that he hath sinned, in them shall he die. So a righteous man who turns away from his righteousness toward wickedness will be lost. He'll die, according to Ezekiel 18.24. Now here's the opposite of that, Anton. Ezekiel 18.21 and 22. But if the wicked will turn away, uh, will turn from all his sins that he hath committed, and keep all my statutes, and do that which is lawful and right, He shall surely live. He shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done shall he live. So whoever you're talking about in the Old Testament, if they turn from their wickedness and repent, they're going to live spiritually. But if they turn away from their righteousness into wickedness, they're going to die spiritually. Does that make sense, Anton? That's the Old Testament. That's exactly exactly what Ezekiel 18 teaches.
3: Yeah, what do you think if, uh, like, uh, 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 people uh, that are in denomination, if they get baptized, if they believe in Jesus and all of that, they're still lost?
0: Let me address that, Anton. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 9, would be a good place to address that. Jesus said, and by the way, if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755 877-655-6755 if you have a Bible question or comment. In Matthew 15 verse 9, Jesus says, But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines of the commandments of men. So a lot of the, the denominational churches, the reason they exist is because they all teach different things. There wouldn't be any need for ten different denominational churches if they all taught the same thing. So obviously, the, either all of them, or all of them but one, are teaching the commandments of men. And this says if we teach the commandments of men, our worship is in vain, useless or worthless. You can't go to heaven that way. Jesus said in Matthew 15, verse 14, Let them alone, they be blind, leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, the bow shall fall into the ditch. And so if we're led astray by a false teacher, then we're going to be lost just like them. So that's right. Here's a church that teaches that sprinkles babies for baptism instead of immersing believers. That's a commandment of men. Sprinkling, that's a commandment of men. Baptizing infants, that's a commandment of men. And so they're following the commandments of men, and you can't be saved that way because your worship will be in vain. Here's a church that allows gay marriage. That's a commandment of men. Their worship is in vain. They can't be saved that way. Here's a church that allows people to divorce and remarry for reasons other than fornication. That's a commandment of men. They can't be saved that way. Here's a church that teaches once saved, always saved. That's the commandment of men. It's not taught by the Bible. Galatians 5, 4 says people trying to be justified by the old law, they are fallen from grace. You can't fall from a tree unless you are in a tree. So they fell from grace. That means they were saved and they lost their salvation. Here's a church that teaches you don't have to be baptized to be saved. That's the commandment of men. They're not teaching what Acts 2:38 says, to repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. And so... Those people who are teaching the commandments of men, who are following the commandments of men, obviously are not going to be saved because their worship is in vain. We can see that same thing from Second John verse nine. Everybody, turn to Second John verse nine. I want you to see this for yourself. I'm not making this stuff up. This is what God said. Second John verse nine says, "Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ he hath both the Father." And the Son. And so we have to abide in the teaching of Christ. We have to to have God, and you have to have God to be saved. You can't be saved without the grace and mercy of God. If we don't abide in the teaching of Christ, we're not going to be saved. And all of these churches are teaching different things. They're not abiding in the teaching of Christ. They're not going to be saved. Only the truth will set us free from sin, John 8, 32. Andre from Seattle, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please.
2: Hi. I, my question is regarding a scripture uh, about Lazarus and the rich man looking down on Lazarus.
0: A scripture that says that exact thing okay I, I doubt there's one that teaches in the Bible that you won't remember perhaps that you had brothers because here we have the rich man and in this rich man and Lazarus story is in Luke 16 and uh, in it he says I pray therefore father that thou would send him to my father's house Luke 16 27 For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. So it looks like the rich man remembered that he had five brethren, and he's wanting Abraham to send somebody there to teach them so that they could avoid this place of torment. So it looks like the rich man did did remember that he had five brothers, and that they needed salvation, they needed Christ. Andre, you got any follow-up question to that?
2: Uh, No, I need to wait and see what the scripture is that this Uh uh, radio ministry was uh, broadcasting about the the different stages when we transition. Maybe you should explain our transition when we die, what the transition is, the different stages, and and from from here to, to heaven.
0: Well, in Luke 16, the rich man and Lazarus, beginning verses 19 through 31, you see that there's a place called Hades and the righteous go there while they're waiting the judgment day. They're in what's called Abraham's bosom or paradise, spoken of in another place. The wicked go into this torment. So they're in Hades waiting the judgment day, but you already know what your fate is going to be. The The judgment day is more like a sentencing. You already know where you're going. But when we get to the end of time, the great white throne scene is mentioned In Revelation chapter 20, this is the judgment day. And on the judgment day, it says, uh, verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged out of the things which are written in the books according to their works. And verse 14, I'm almost out of time, it says, Death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That'll be the end of Hades. On the judgment day, we either go to heaven or to the bad place, H-E-L-L. Andre, appreciate your call, okay? Thank you. Hey, let me mention about the free one-hour phone Bible study. Of course, I've I've offered this on the program before. If you'd like that free one-hour phone Bible study, you call or text me at 256 682 Nine seven five three. What I'll do, I'll send you an email with an outline the day before, and then we'll study the Bible for an hour by phone, whenever it's convenient for you. If you're interested in do, having that study with me, call or text me at Pat Donahue at two five six six eight two nine seven five three. Two five six six eight two nine seven five three.